beautiful Thursday morning, December 1st. Mike Strain, how the heck are you? Man, I am well. Can you believe this is December? Where has the year gone? I know, it flies by, and and it feels like December today, but man, it's not looking ahead to highs in the 80s. That's crazy, Mike. As Commissioner of Agriculture and Forestry, I hereby call upon you to change it and make the weather more Christmas-like. Well, believe it or not, when I first got in office in the state law, I was responsible for weather uh, modification. That was an official duty that was put in back in the 1920s and the 30s, yes. What does that mean? Well, uh, where I was supposed to make it rain when I wanted it to rain or make it sunshine. You know, there was a time, yes, a time across the world when they thought that, you know, by science and technology, we could modify the weather. That's crazy. And so that was one of my responsibilities. Well, you know, I did remove that from the law. Yeah, I would that think. was one of the big things. Yeah, we removed a tremendous – there was stuff in the law from the 1830s. That, yeah, we couldn't even figure out what it meant anymore that we removed. So that was one of the first things I did in office was clean up the law. Can you imagine if, if your, bills. Po- your opponent were to go negative on you? In December, it didn't rain. Mike Strain and, was responsible for, you know, you can't have that. That's crazy, right? No, yeah, no. You know, and, and there was a lot of things in law that said shall. For instance, I shall prohibit the development of land within a half an acre on each side of the railroad track so that the wood-burning locomotives would not cause fires. Ah. And it said shall. You know, just, but, you know, we cleaned up the law, and, you know, and that, that, was, that was a lot of fun, those big omnibus bills, as we call them. I and Mike. we still do that. Every year we read the law. That's, that's amazing. We'll take a break, come back. We'll talk with Mike about food banks, Christmas trees, a rail strike, and whatever you want to talk about at 504-260-1870. Mike is a big ball of sunshine, and we love having him with us every Thursday morning. He's He's been one of the greatest additions that we've added to our guest lineup here because he just makes you feel good. Mike Strain, Commissioner of Louisiana Department of Agriculture and Forestry. To be clear, he is not responsible for the weather, nor should he be. We'll be back in a flash, WWL. 6.45, quarter till 7. Quickly back to Mike Strain, our friend, Commissioner Louisiana Department of Agriculture and Forestry. Mike, let's talk about food banks and their importance. Oh, it, it's huge. You know, just to give you an idea of the volume of the, the products that go through the food banks, you know, we work with the food banks through our food distribution systems, our warehouses, help them with uh, administer and get food for TFAP and through the USDA. So this year, uh, we would get them approximately $43.4 million in USDA foods, about $4.8 million in administrative funds, and then grants. We have a number of grants. We have a local food initiative grant. That is $7 million. We have a resiliency grant. That's a $1 million. So this year, between 56 and $60 million worth of food you know, and funds from my office going into the five major food bank systems, which serve approximately 500 distribution sites. And where the food banks come important, these are for people that are not on SNAP that have run into hard times. And right now they're having a hard, hard times, and I see it each and every day. We're also working with companies uh, to try to get foods by whatever mechanism that we can bring through our warehouses or get shipped directly. And so Mac Williams and our agency does a tremendous job of that, as well as working with the schools, you know, because we supply about 1,900 school cafeterias. So we're in the food business in a big way. And I can tell you, they do wonderful, wonderful work you know, with the food banks and just the sheer volume of food and how they handle it, the efficiency that they handle it, how quickly they handle it, and the volunteers. So we urge everyone 
you know, donate to the food banks. And I was listening to you yesterday, you know, when you were talking about, you know, the food banks. Mm-hmm. You know, a dollar goes a long way in the food bank system, and it goes to people that desperately need it because without that, uh, their family would go hungry. And unfortunately, in this country right now with the inflation, the food inflation has been clicking on, you know, at about 13% now for two years. Uh, and a lot of people simply can't make ends meet. They got to pay the mortgage. They got to go to work. And it comes down to, you know, how can I feed my family and what can I eat? And I can tell you, you know, it's the fundamental duty of each and every one of us is to help our neighbor and to keep people from going hungry. And, and I'm very proud of the people that work at the agency. But uh, And I'm very thankful that you have all these people at the food bank. If you look at Second Harvest, they do a phenomenal job. And that, my friends, is why we love Mike Strain. Mike, do you think the average person can really grasp how many people are hungry in this country? I don't think so. And, you know, it's something that it's very hard to grasp. You know, you know, you and I, you know, we eat very well. You and I and and, 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 uh, are good friends. So I know we probably eat too well. And then you think about the people that don't have the the basic fundamentals. But what's happening is when, you know, when, when mama and papa go to the grocery store, they said, you know, I need I need milk. You know, I need some chicken. You know, I need some, you know, some macaroni and cheese. But I just don't have enough. What do I buy? How do I make this stretch? And the purpose of the food bank is that, look, we can get them a little protein or we can get them some rice and we can, you know, bridge that gap. You know, and they're talking about meals that they can help, you know, and a, a dollar can feed, you know, can provide, a, you know, a meal. If, if, if you're working with the food bank. So it is so very important. Food insecurity is real, especially in our uh, very old, our old population of people. You know, it's very old. And you see it affecting our children as well, because I've been through the school systems, and I've been shocked sometimes when I, you know, I look at the children, and I know, I know a lot of them are hungry, and that's something that is, you know, it's very hurtful mm-hmm. to know that that exists in this country, and we're going to do everything we can you know, to, to, to make that better. But those donations to the food bank, let me tell you something, uh, that is truly a gift from the heart because it goes exactly to who needs it. And, again, and, and the, the, the people that are utilizing the food banks, that's temporary. Mm-hmm. That's when you're caught in a lurch. And so our ongoing effort is continuous. And so, you know, we're going to do everything we can to keep food in the food banks. And, but there are a lot of entities that donate. I mean, and, and they, don't, they don't talk about it, you know, like big entities like yep. Capital City Produce and others. You know, they, they move a lot of food to the food banks. We're working on a project now, and, and hopefully in a couple of weeks I can tell you about it, uh, where we're going to try to get some protein into the food banks. Outstanding. Tell me about uh, rail strike. Do you think that's going to be averted? I think it's going to be averted. I think it has to be averted because, if, you know, if you look at the rail strike, couple you know months ago they were going to strike and they got everything they wanted they got a 24 percent increase in pay going back two years okay Mm -hmm. that was huge and now they're talking about a rail strike because they want additional sick days and the thing about a rail you know if you don't have a full complement of workers on that rail it doesn't move and if you look at what can happen you know it can bring this country literally to its knees eight of the 12 rail unions have ratified the deal and when you look at what it it, what it means, uh, you're looking at over a million jobs that could be uh, uh, impacted. But also, 40% of the nation's freight per day, 40% of the nation's freight moves by rail. And so fertilizer, petrochemicals, just your raw materials, 
you know, and rail is the second most efficient way to move product. Water's first, and right now the Mississippi River is at a historical low. So we're having issues on moving product on grain, fertilizer, and heating oil. And now if, the, if, you, if you grind the uh, rails to a halt, we are going to see issues with chemical stockpiles going into the chemical industry. Fertilizer is a big deal. We're telling everybody to start move, getting your fertilizer right now. And, of course, you know, so when you look at logistics, that could cause a major, major disruption. Now, the United States Congress has the ability to avert a rail strike and settle the terms. And because, again, you know, the, the rail, there's, there's only a handful of rail companies, and so they are to some degree a, you know, a regulated monopoly. They're regulated by the federal government, and they can avert the rail strike. And I think they're going to do so, and I think they need to, and we need to move on. We need to have, you know, reasonability for the workers, yes, but we cannot shut down this nation's economy because we're struggling right now to try to get this inflation under control. And as you see, with interest rates are going to go up another half you know, point, you know, probably this month. And so interest rates are getting up there very difficult, which is causing negative impacts throughout the entire economy. Mike, we're almost out of time. Real quick, Christmas trees, people are getting them some safety tips. Yes. So when you get the Christmas tree, that fresh Christmas tree, bring it home, trim the end of it off, put it in water. The main thing you have to do with, with Christmas trees is put it in water. When you put your lights on, you know, make sure the lights are good. And if those lights are blinking or something, get some new lights. And turn your lights off at night when you go to bed. Turn them off. And other safety tips, don't put it too close to the fireplace. Be careful with fire, but keep it moist. And turn the electricity off when you're not in the room with the tree. And what I like to do, you know, with mine, especially since I have a crazy cat in the house, and when my kids were young, I always ran a monofilament line from either the midsection or the upper section of the tree to the wall and, and tied it up, secured it really well in case the cat climbs up trying to find an ornament and the tree falls out in the middle of the floor. Very smart. Mike, I think you're a crazy cat, at least for me. Thank you, man. <laughs> I appreciate your time. All right, Thank Be safe you. in all your travels. Thanks. We'll talk to you next Thursday. Mike Strain, Commissioner Louisiana, Department of Agriculture and Forestry, 653. Monofilament line. Nobody's going to see it. And just tie it to the branch and then uh, extend it up so you can secure the tree at the top so it doesn't fall over. Brilliant. 653, 7 till 7, traffic now, WWL. I met a guy recently who told me that he spends roughly $250,000 a month. I talked to another person recently who made $50 million at the age of 30. What do you do with that money? How do you spend it? How do you not spend it? What do you invest in? If you meet a rich person, these are questions everyone wants to know, but you're too embarrassed to ask. That's the whole premise of MoneyWise. We talk to real people who have made a significant amount of money, and we ask them all about their finances. My name's Sam Parr, and the podcast is called MoneyWise. That's one word, MoneyWise. You can find MoneyWise wherever you get your podcasts.